You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam's Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. How Hey, it's Proudly Resents. ProudlyResents.com. Breaking news today, the... TMZ.com reports that Sherman Hemsley died of cancer. So what they're saying is the man who died of old age died of old age. He did not die of ghost fever. And that's what the most important thing. And in honor of this report, I wanted to put this episode out when Sherman, and I call him Sherman, when he died, but I'd already had the other episode going. So, But here's the last episode of about ghost fever. We have the other episode, of course, with Jimmy Dore and Steph, where they hated that movie, where this episode... It's with Joey LaPena and my brother Mike Spiegelman of LuggageTuesdays.com. They love this film. We talk about some other scenes because Jimmy uh, Dore just wanted to get talk about anything else but that movie, which is fine. So there's some different stuff here. And the reason I didn't put this in rotation, why I thought I'd need to record, re-record it, was because at the end you can hear Joey's um, iPhone, which I realized is because I asked. It, it caused interference because I asked Joey and my brother to tell me their favorite podcasts that were not the popular the ones the usual suspects i call them because you know like every podcast thing they always talk about the same four shows like pod the definition of podcast is a show where paul of tompkins is a guest like there's more to this but uh they always just talk about the same four shows so i wanted other shows to be mentioned play this for another reason because there's a, a new blogger for huffington post so i.e he's working for free and his whole thing was his beat is podcast but he, of course, just reviews and updates the same podcast that everyone else does that you can get in an AV club and other places. So I don't know why that's important. And, and really, why does it even fit the audience of the Huffington Post? It's just the ones he's heard of. And even like the newer ones, like the super popular one, like Jay Moore's podcast, it's only been around for a year. For some reason, it's not in the rotation of the usual suspects. So I didn't want to mention those. So Here's the thing. So if you have a podcast that you like that's not The Usual Suspects, and it could be your own, and if it's mine, probably resents, I appreciate it too, you should tweet the guy who writes for the Huffington Post. Because at one point he said, I need suggestions. So his Twitter handle, a little complicated, Ross, R-O-S-S-L-U-I-P-P-O-L-D. R-O-S-S-L-U-I-P-P-O-L-D. Leopold? Ross Leopold? Am I a moron? Probably. Anyway... Write him, tell him what podcast you like. Yeah, throw in an extra one for us. You can list them if you want. And uh, we've been hashtagging, hashtag our IPA, O-U-R-I-P-A, which is the Independent Podcast Alliance, which is a Facebook group, which is amazing. It's a Facebook group I started a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, for independent podcasters, for people who don't have Smodcast and other things help, who are doing it out of their basement. So anyway, we started it, and now we have over 400 members. So let's say that's oh, let's say that's conservatively, but it's probably 400. Let's say there's 400 different podcasts represented on Independent Podcast Alliance on Facebook on the IPA. But this guy at Huffington Post is still writing with the same seven fucking shows. So uh, write to him, Ross Leopold, R O S S L U I P P O L D. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. And tell them what podcasts you listen to that aren't in the usual suspects. 
All right, enjoy the show at the end. Joey's uh, phone kind of screws up the ending. You know what? Get over it. It's a funny episode. We recorded at the dark room. I want to thank those guys. Uh, September, we have a lot of um, interviews I'm doing this weekend, actually, that will go up then. Tony Clifton, Keith Hemda from Keith and the Girl, and uh, other such stuff. So next week or the week after, I think I'm going to take off. So if you don't hear anything, don't freak out. Summer's rough. Listen to Dream Tweet, the game show podcast to go. All right, enjoy uh, tonight's rendition of an old song on the wave. All right. Oh, sorry. Put myself to sleep. Proudlyresents.com, proud, at Proudlyresents, proudpod at gmail.com. Anyway, tweet this guy. Join our Facebook page, either the Proudly Resents Facebook page, just type that in the little bar, or Independent Podcast Alliance. Thanks, man. Enjoy the show. That's all I got. Whoa. Welcome to Proudly Resents. We are in uh, San Francisco in the Darkroom Theater, and a one-eyed dog just walked in. Maggie! Maggie! Maggie, the one-eyed dog. She's the star of the show. Maggie. Fantastic. We'll put a picture of her, Maggie, on the website. That's the only way we can get traffic. And then we show a few <laughs> dogs. This is a show where we talk about uh, cult films, and this week we're going to talk about a good, bad movie uh, that we love. And we're here joined with Joey LaPena, writer and cameraman and silent. Uh, you know this is a podcast. You can't just put your arms oh, up. Oh, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I'm here in San Francisco. As you can tell, he is from uh, New York. And, um, <laughs> and my brother, Mike Spiegelman, also writes uh, LuggageTuesdays.com. I, I heard that, you know, Maggie is the one-eyed white uh, dog. I'm trying to get more hits. One-eyed... Gay white gay. dog. <laughs> gay, gay white dog. Right. Who's, uh, here, Maggie. Who's fighting for her life. She keeps eating sushi off the floor. One-eyed dog that eats sushi, only in San Francisco. Tonight, we proudly resent Ghost Fever. <laughs> This movie is just... And David Janowski of Hot House Productions recommended this film to me, and I remember seeing it as a kid in a video store because there weren't that many videos. Did you really remember the box? I remember thinking, do I rent this? No, it looks terrible. And then 20 years later, uh, I'm using my time to watch it. What was the appeal of the box of Ghost Fever? What what would drive you to that movie? Well, Sherman Hemsley is in it. Had Sherman you. Hemsley, a.k.a. George Jefferson. Like the late Sherman Hemsley, we should add. He passed Ooh. away. And then Luisa Alvaros, whatever. Alvaros. Did he pass away before the movie? <laughs> he was one of the ghosts. He was actually a real ghost that saved a lot of money on the budget. But I couldn't imagine... Luis uh, Alvaros. Luis Alvaros, who plays Luis a lot. Mr. Luis or Luis's character's name. He was in um, Electric Company, the original Electric Best Company. Best known for the Electric Company in the mm. 70s, but he was also the principal on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, so he spans two generations of television watchers. And he does mention he's from the Bronx quite often in his character. Yeah, and Puerto Rico. Oh, yes. Puerto Rico, yeah. You think he started working on that mustache in like second grade, maybe? No, during Electric Company, they said, you're not hired unless you grow a really stupid mustache that people in New York wear. He goes, got it, got it. He didn't look ethnic enough uh, for Electric <laughs> Company. You know, like, could you just grow a mustache and wear this banana hat? This film is shockingly bad. I, I think it's worse <laughs> than I could have ever guessed as a teenager. 
It's on Netflix streaming. That's where we saw it. So I, it went from a VHS, a huge VHS box to right on your laptop. Right. It went to the video box that would scruff your shoes in the video store in the bottom aisle when you walk past it to fodder <laughs> on instant streaming. I guess that's the new wave. Is streaming is going to pick up really dreadful movies that have been flooding the video stores from 25 years ago. I think that's the only, I mean, that's why I had to get Netflix streaming because it... People will tell me about a bad film and order it on Amazon. It would cost me twenty eight to twenty bucks, sometimes two bucks, and um, I can just get on streaming. The reason I didn't rent it, Mike, to answer your question, now that I'm looking at the box, there's a a drawing of a ghost that's like a goofy ghost that's kind of like the Ghostbusters ghost. Yeah, I so like it was the like, I go, that can't be in the movie. And if they had to make up a ghost. Then it's got to be bad. Not to spoil anything, but that was not in the movie. <laughs> the funny ghost. <laughs> the funny. There's no funny ghost with the tongue sticking but out. There, and we'll get to it in a second. In the poster, there are vampire bats, and in a movie called Ghost Fever, there are vampires. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're jumping ahead. There's also yes. zombies. But oh we're, yeah. We're okay. Ahead. Well, let's let's talk about what this movie, uh, Joey or Michael. What what is this about? What who do they play? Uh, hmm. Luis and, and Sherman. The cops. They're they're partners. Partners in Georgia. Tax evasion, or they weren't officially doing their... Not necessarily uh, homicide, but what they do is that (laughs) when houses go up for foreclosure, well, there's a a big mansion, a southern plantation. Was it a plantation? It was a plantation. Because that's one of the odious things about this film, which we'll get to. No, let's get to it. This is a racist racist horror film for kids with cursing. It's a family film. They keep saying it's family. Racist ghosts. But what it is, the ghosts we're talking about are three ghosts in this film. One is a slave from the plantation, played by uh, Hemsley himself. Amazing how he can play two different characters. Yeah, so he plays a ghost, and then uh, his slave master is uh, also his friend and fellow ghost. And that guy, the white guy's, uh, the slave master's father, is even worse than him and does experiments, which we'll get to, right? Yeah, so... The slave owner isn't the bad guy. It's his dad who's it's, a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, right. daddy's a bad guy. And Pappy. Pappy, I would... Yeah. Pappy? Pappy. And jumping ahead, um, well, Sherman Hemsley and Luis, they have to go to this house because it's foreclosed on it, and they have to tell the two old ladies to get out of the house. Sherman... And, who would you say? Sherman Hemsley and Wheezy? Louisy. Louisy. And Louisy. And... The ghost is racist, so he does fucked up shit to Sherman Hemsley yes. constantly fucking with him because he didn't think he's a real human because he doesn't think he should be freed, like, because he's got issues. Well, know. one of the things is, like, this is a classic haunted house comedy that classic. I've seen, like, in Ghost Breakers with uh, Bob Hope, and that movie was racist, too, because he had a crazy black sidekick that got scared at everything. And so this movie kind of falls the same vein. The the idea that it's these slave owners ghosts and the go, uh, slave ghosts and these these young southern bells mm. uh, that are in this movie it's just that's the basis of the film and it's just the two cops go in to throw out the old ladies and not only do they find ghosts but they Ooh, find sexy. these two hot and I say hot and they look like eighties strippers uh, <laughs> in southern bell outfits who should be a hundred years old but the house keeps them young. And then they fall in love with Sherman and, and Louise, whose name is Benny. Benny. That wasn't part of their plan to fall in love with No, them. it was never, never part else. of their plan. No, never really. fall in love is their no. cop motto. They're cops <laughs> in, the, in the cheapest police station ever. <laughs> Nothing is going on. There's no noise. There's only, only the two three of them. people that work in that cop station. <laughs> them and their boss that has this gravelly voice. And it's just like cartoony. Racist boss, not that he did have the rebel flag behind him. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only flag at the in, cop in a government thing. Yeah, you think they would shut that down? Maybe like a U.S. flag next to it might help out. 
but also the big racist scene that drove it crazy. So like a Bob Hope uh, scary comedy, Hemsley sits down on a chair and the, the wall rotates the chair and encases him in another room while leaving an identical empty chair in its place. And so his partner's like, well, where'd you go? So he falls into like a dungeon, which mm-hmm. there's no sex involved. I'm sorry to say this. Uh, is this San Francisco? I have to preface that. It's not a sex dungeon in San Francisco. It's a regular uh, racist dungeon where he does scientific experiments. And one of the books that the camera pans up to, it says in quotation marks, the diary of Bucifer, whatever the guy's name is, as if the guy decided to put quotation marks on his title. So it's not his diary. It's a book called his diary. <laughs> I think Nabokov yeah. wrote it. It's very postmodern. But uh, <laughs> so there's one of the things it says how to give. Uh, he says how to give slaves rhythm. That's yeah. Be the yeah. One. No, I'm, it's I'm just a white people. people. We gave black people rhythm. I yeah. think well, that's a... this machine. All right, you got to explain <laughs> how we gave black oh, people yes. rhythm because this is actually a crazy part of the film <laughs> of and... a family film. It's a family, family So film. suddenly, uh, so his partner's reading it out loud while unbeknownst to him, Hemsley uh, gets stuck on a table and straps go over his mouth and his arms. Leather straps. This, this book, strap. the chapter is how we give black people rhythm. We're using this machine and while he reads about it, it automatically starts working on Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, he found so a black he's person. he's strapped against the board, standing up with uh, one over his mouth, a strap on his chest. All right, now what's happening? Well, so while he reads, uh, Benny will say, uh, we force the hips left and right. Uh, so the, uh, the, the stretcher what? is pushing him. And then we stick a poker up their ass. No, no. Yes, There's a hammer that are coming down at his penis. Ah, yes. So he's got to move his hip left and right to avoid the two <laughs> hammers on either side that are coming at him. And then the mixture pushes his pelvis out. There's a, like a vice that goes on his ass and pushes his ass out. It goes into the, to the hammers. corners, yeah. <laughs> the whole time, might I add, never ever stain in such a fine suit. That suit yeah. is the same suit he walked off the set of the Jeffersons and walked up to the set of Ghost Fever, and, and he wore the same three-piece suit. Louise walked off the set of um, Electric Company with that jacket <laughs> and walked right onto the show. Did he say, want a wig? He goes, no, I like that. Like, Give me a horseshoe look, and I'm done. Yeah, they all look the same. So he, he uses his machine, and then Louise finally figures that he's in the machine and gets him out. But why, question, why is the plantation owner teaching his slaves how to have rhythm well i think it was his own experiments uh, uh, it was like he was writing in his lab uh his experiments so this is the kind of ghost and even his ghost son is afraid of this ghost pappy and uh, according <laughs> to legend voodoo magic so suddenly there's voodoo involved mm. in this movie white voodoo white voodoo white. has caused uh the grandpappy to not be a ghost or something like that i don't He's know a presence i don't it's it's weird but that rhythm machine, they finally get out of it. I mean, this again, we were, this is in a movie. We didn't start with this and only talk about this. But they're walking down the hallway, and George Jefferson is saying, Oh my God, this is right. It gave me some rhythm. And he's like swinging his head. Oh, this is good. This is good. Okay. Well, listen, yeah, but Benny says, I don't need it because I'm from Puerto Rico. Yeah, yes, he's yes. He's like, Oh, I don't need it. I got rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrong film. We go to the, <laughs> the racist film against Latinos. You think that's the scene that got this guy. Uh... The screenplay sold, or yeah, yeah. We should, we should here's add. a pitch. Pick, picture this. <laughs> Go ahead. Imagine your family coming to a matination. <laughs> now imagine the same family watching a black man being strapped up to a stretcher, and prod and poke for rhythm. You're you're a divorced dad, and you get the kids on the weekend. How do you want to piss off your wife? Take them to a racist movie so they come home with fucked up ideals. Uh, yeah, this movie. 
is directed by Alan Smithy. So, it's, it's an Alan Smithy film, which is a classic one because now they don't really use that pseudonym. It's when you dislike your movie and you want to walk away from it, you use the pseudonym Alan Smithy. The guy's name is Lee Madden, and IMDb lists Hell's Angel '69 and other kind of genre movies sprinkled. Uh, throughout the decades and I think in the 80s he hadn't done much I don't think he did anything after Ghost Fever no he didn't do anything after Ghost Fever but in order to get the uh, Alan Smithy title you have to not just prove that you don't like the movie like that you did a bad job but that the studio came in and reworked your words and they, they screwed your movie so he claimed they reshot scenes from between when he shot in 85 when they released in 87 which it could have been any number of scenes. There's a lot of crazy out of place scenes. There's a oh. dance number. There's music. Oh, the infamous. Well, let's dance talk about number. the dance number. So <laughs> Louise and, and, and Sherman Hemsley are in a ballroom. They're doing a dance off against the racist ghost. Well, they're dressed right. up like these two beautiful Southern belles. Uh, have plenty of costumes, and suddenly they appear in these different outfits, including dancing wear. I guess you know, very mm. formal wear. And so they both start doing a soft shuffle. Right? I mean, they start no, 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 this is before. They said, let's dance. And the ghost is like, I challenge you to dance off. So, of course, yeah. then they do a tap dance. They do a shuffle, like the most racist. <laughs> like, well, what, what could be racist in this situation? Well, black, an older black guy doing a soft show. And then they say to the ghost, we can't see you. That's a, that's a joke, then. I thought that was actually very funny. So then the ghost goes, and you hear tap, 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 tap. Mm. And they say, hey, we can't see you. I mean, that's, that's a joke, right? That's yeah. funny. So he takes a sheet. <laughs> and it magically wraps him up like a mummy. So like that's like a heavy you get a mummy. mummy in this movie. Now there's a mummy. Where did the sunglasses come from? <laughs> <laughs> He's then, wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I lost He's... my suspension of disbelief when the glasses. Well, in. you know they say if you wear sunglasses inside, you're either blind or an <laughs> asshole. And this guy was definitely an asshole, so that made total sense. So he starts doing a tap dance. And he's pudgy. Um, so suddenly they yes. have this stunt choreographer in a mummy outfit. So what, name you, and this movie takes place in the 80s, what type of dancing does the mummy do? Moonwalking? Break dancing? Uh, he, yes, both of them. He does a backspin. He yeah, he does a backspin. Bust God a forbid backspin. any movie with a dance sequence in that decade did not have a suddenly, <laughs> the joke is I'm moonwalking, that's moonwalking. They could have got a better break dancer too. So then the other two guys have to come back. And they do kind of like the older, like your dad's version of an 80s hip-hop dance. Mm-hmm. You know, at the wedding, your dad, your uncle and your dad come out and dance over a rap song. And who was rapping on the song? Sweet George Jefferson. <laughs> he's dropping not, the rhymes. He's not rapping live. It's a, like his track, like his mixtape they must have put in. Did there. he say, I'm not going to do this movie unless you give me a rap song? <laughs> I feel like everything else in this movie is racist. They said, since you're doing the movie and you're black, you right. must know how to rap. As <laughs> the dance scene end. They win so badly. They kick the guy's ass so badly. But I didn't think they did. I thought the ghost definitely <laughs> beat no him. Referee. There was no referee. Joe, problem. you were not one of the judges, luckily for them. Yeah. <laughs> and then the our judges corner, writer Joey LaPena. <laughs> I give him a three. Three stars. <laughs> I like the breakdance in uh, Mummy. Oh, so you would have gone better, better on him? I would have gone with the breakdancing mummy. Which one did you say? You know, I thought the breakdancing mummy showed a lot of nerve and a lot of drive. <laughs> but God bless the breakdancing mummy, and I really see a future for the breakdancing mummy, but I'm going to have to go with the two old guys. You're going to go with the yeah. two old guys? Yeah. I'm going to tie. I'm gonna break the tie, and uh, you're going to Hollywood, mummy. <laughs> you're going to, ah. He gets so happy, or whatever happens, he explodes. He explodes. So the women are wearing these big um, Gone with the Wind type dresses yes the dresses the framework's still there but the fabric blew up yes and then the other two guys it blows off their 
front clothes, so they're just wearing weird boxer shorts. Like a bad Woody Woodpecker cartoon. <laughs> yeah. you know? A lot of this is, yeah. <laughs> Unless I get redundant. Um, but let's talk about the other monsters. Where does the vampire come in? After the seance. <laughs> they have a seance. They have a seance with someone with some very uh, a horrible, horrible French you know, accent. We have a Greek chorus in this film, and that is the two ghosts, the slave, a uh, slave who is actually the great great grandfather of Hemsley, and it's played by the same guy. And then the son of the slave owner, Bro. Yeah, Jeffro. <laughs> so they kind of watch what's going on and try to make sure their grandfather doesn't get escaped. And um, somehow, grandfather is a vampire, right? Becomes, yes. After he explodes, he's the mummy. He explodes. Now he's the, a vampire. The seance. They bring him. They bring yeah, they him were. out. Meanwhile, he's been there the, the ghosts whole are afraid time. Because they, the, these ladies are going to bring a seance lady, and they're going to unearth the grandfather. And the two ghosts are hoping that the cops prevent them. So that's kind of what's going on. All right. So right. the grandfather has more power. He's brought back, and now he's Dracula. With a labrador- with fresh blood. Yeah, on Joey his- mentioned that. He always has two <laughs> lines of blood dripping down, which I think is because he bit his lower lip. Yeah, he's nice. very nervous. Yeah, he's got dry lips. He needs a little lip balm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the whole time he just wanted to be like something. <laughs> so he has a laboratory. A laboratory. Yes. Where they take slaves. Yeah. No, I think they, yeah they take parts. I guess parts. parts they're they're running out of parts. They're running and then, out of parts. There's three doctors in there, and I think the doctors are zombies. Maybe yeah. And he's trying to bring back real it's life a, zombies. Can I do my person of a southern uh, vampire? Yeah. I want to suck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> right, southern vampire. And there was one moment where one of the surgeons turns to other surgeons and says, "Give me some skin." Did you guys know that part? Get it? <laughs> um, um. Actual and, skin. And the doctor goes, "I need some liver." Do you have any liver? Yeah. Like, it's a serious doctor. Yeah, they turned turn Jewish. They have kidneys, liver. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jackie Mason, the zombie. Such a thing. So. I need a liver. I got a kidney. I need two kidneys. I got a liver. And <laughs> do then, I have to ask for more? Why should I ask for more? You say, have a heart? I really do. Do you have a heart? Do you have a heart? <laughs> I'm not asking over here. I'm telling. I need it with a thing in the kid. Jackie you were a ghost and now you're a vampire? Oh, you got some blood you, in your cheek. Joe, you did it. You, you, wanted, it. you wanted to release the Jackie Mason? <laughs> Over here, now you sleep in a coffin. Hour. I was gonna do basically for another hour. The Jew in a coffin. So at the Why whole, would a Jew be in a coffin? At the whole time, <laughs> can you change the sheets in the coffin? It's too hot. It's too soft. Uh, we'll, it's too dark. We it's will too return for the Jackie Mason hour after these messages. What? There's a lot of garlic in this thing. I don't know. You gotta send it back. Of course, you're gonna send it back. You don't know there's a fleck on yourself. You can't see yourself in the mirror. You can't see yourself in the mirror because you have no reflection. You have no reflection. You have no mirror. Why do you have a mirror in your house? You don't have a reflection. I will bring this back. And I'm sorry. So they, they turn back into the zombies. And I guess the whole plan now is that the vampire is going to use the... He has fresh blood. Fresh human parts. Parts. And skin and stuff. So now the realization that they're really in trouble hits our two protagonists. Right, because they're going to get... So how do we get out of that situation? Oh, because the ghosts do the fire. He tells them to concentrate. Oh, right. Concentrate. So they, there's, in this cellar, the way they're going to escape, there's five vertical bars on a little window thing. So the ghost concentrates on those metal bars, lets all five of them catch on fire, and to the point where they just burn off and they fall down. In like two seconds. And then it's cool enough for them to climb out of that hole. 
And then they get in, in their suits, three-piece suits, yeah. never staying in it. I have to... Now, there's uh, a scene where they're not together, and they're off fighting different battles, and uh, <laughs> Alvaros is fighting a magic floating stick, which they pull, obviously... Pull, 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 pull Q. Q. Yes. Yeah. Which is obviously, like, painted hand-by-hand hand each film self. Like, it's just this <laughs> awful special effect. Oh, the special effects are bad. Like, that's terrible, you know? Oh, yeah, when the ghost eats a piece of chicken, and you just see stop-motion chicken being eaten. It's like, you know, from a, a high school uh, <laughs> map, high, a high school film yeah. competition. Uh, and a lot of it is just, like, cheesy, you know, like, birdemic uh mm. They spent a lot of money. Like, where did they get that mansion from? Is that what set do they possibly get three different? Well, you said they got it from the Carol Burnett Gone with the Wind set. Yeah. Uh, they got it from the Carol Burnett Gone with the Wind set. That's my phone. And I said it twice because your phone rang. I figured I cut. <laughs> you say it twice. But all right, so now they have the, these women, these hot chicks. Say, if we leave the play, I want to wrap this up because we can talk about this movie is great. We can talk about it for ah. <laughs> uh They say you can take us out of this house. We'll no longer be hot. We'll be a hundred years old. Right. Right, and the one person walks about five feet in front of the house, and she turns old. But the other <laughs> one, nothing happens, because apparently she has her ectoplasma pills or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. That they can stay young for a few hours, I guess. <laughs> it's like a weekend pass. So they figure out, I know how to get the money. And they go, oh, you know, I remember in the beginning of the movie, I read out loud that this boxer is going to pay you $10,000 to go three rounds with him. So Louise, the skinny guy, but he's from the Bronx in Puerto Rico, uh, he's going to get in the ring. But how does he make the decision? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. The ghost, Jethro, the black ghost, decides that to get him to make the decision, he's going to smoke which looks like a joint, which I guess is a go- ghost joint, a racist ghost joint. He smokes the joint and blows, <laughs> blows they the had smoke. The best shit, you know? They had yeah, the best they, shit. You have to listen to their talk and talk. You have to nod your head. Ghosts are stone. They're walking around with a sheet stone. on. They're like, boo. Stone. Really so ghost out here uh. listening? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Don't let uh. you ghost kids do drugs, people. <laughs> so he blows the smoke on Benny and George Jefferson and the other two. And within a few seconds, everyone is high, and Benny <laughs> is telling himself, I could win. I could go in there. I could beat this guy. And he gets more and more excited, and I guess it's special type of inspirational uh, ghost weed or something. And, I could do anything, ghost weed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess does it go to is it the Sounds next like scene? Sounds like a thing to do. Can, I, can we? Just, I was looking at the IMDb credits. John Alvarez also played a boxer on the TV show mm. The Jeffersons. So this is not the first time these two actors have appeared in the boxing ring together. I wouldn't be surprised in the movie. He goes, I know you can box because we once worked on another show together. What we got nothing. We got reshoots. What are we going to do? Like that looked like a total reshoot. It had the worst comic. So they cut. So all this haunted house. The whole jokes about haunted house matches is will they escape? And sure enough, not only do they escape, they go off to a boxing match. <laughs> Another movie, right? So this is like the whole the whole pretense of being scared in a haunted house is gone. And the two ladies are there, and they look great. They look, ah, fantastic! Not aging. Pills and are working. The pills are working. Mm-hmm. And I think one was wearing a sequence dress. I think. 
with the shoulder pads. Where'd she, where she get that? Very classy yes. for this boxing match. Right. And they had cut not only with this contest had three rounds. It had color commentary as if it was being television. <laughs> the worst color commentary. <laughs> First off, one guy Beardo was not even talking. He was just kind of zoning. <laughs> he, wasn't even mic'd. he wasn't even mic. He wasn't even mic. He was a white cut. It was just dead wood. They weren't even pretending that. And the guy says, talk. "I have never seen anything like this before. They will not be a film at 11." That, those must have been the reshoots because it felt like you were saying like a Zuckerberg yep. yes. airplane movie because it's like there was a Zucker brother moment in the ring, uh-huh. uh, smoking Joe Frazier playing, and this is a stretch for him. Yeah, playing. What was his name? Terrible, terrible, terrible Tucker. Tucker, a boxer. Big, huge stretch, huge stretch. Um, I believe there was a moment where was he getting his shoe shined? Yeah, and his coach so is reading the paper. Yeah, in, in the paper, corner. Yeah, he's so confident. They show him in the corner, he's getting his shoe shined, and the boss is reading. The paper. I'm like, what? Did they let the Zucker brothers write one scene? That yeah, was it. Was totally out of place. Well, Bugs Bunny was a friend. He gave that one to. Uh... <laughs> it was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Um, this movie has a lot of fantastic elements to it. Joey, let me go. Wait, ahead. wait, oh. wait! I just uh, want to mention I one part. <laughs> one part. One more scene in a boxing match. It's always hilarious. So the two ghosts, Jethro and. Uh, and the slave owner. Yeah. No, the slave owner's son. Slave owner's son. Uh, it sounds are confusing, but it's somehow, to watch, too. Right. Somehow are able to get to this fight, to get to get the box. They seats, too. They sit right in front of the civilians. <laughs> no, that's all Joey. They're ghosts. They're stuck in a back row. They can sit anywhere they want. Mike, they're ghosts. <laughs> they're sitting in the back. They're modest ghosts. <laughs> they still know their place, you know. And then Benny is in the third round, and Benny is... Tired of dancing around, and then he's Benny starts getting beat, right? So Jethro decides to help him with his ghost powers, and um, I think this is the Tron moment where he starts <laughs> shooting out lasers, and he starts fighting. He starts punch beating um, terrible Tucker. Yeah, yeah, and. Apparently, I guess the commentator can't see how good Benny is because his bunch, his punches are so quick that he can't, he can't see it, and no one can see it. You know, they're sitting there <laughs> doing these reshoots, and like, this is such bullshit. There's no way you can justify that. Terrible Tucker's the other side of the ring getting punched. But you don't see him punch, and they're sitting around and finally said, "His punches are so fast you can't see." Great, let's go back. <laughs> we only got the studio for a half hour. Let's cut. get it cut and printed. Well, explanation later. Can I, before we wrap this up, I do have to say the ending. Uh, something happens to our heroes, and they, oh, and they die. Tragic. And you they would be- think it was a tragic. And they become ghosts that live in this house with these two beautiful southern women, and they live happily ever after. But uh, for me, I was like, what if they, they only met these women like a week ago? Mm-hmm. What if they're just like, they don't get along? They're, they kill mm-hmm. themselves for these chicks, and like they don't even like each other. Like, what a waste. You no, know? they didn't kill themselves. The ghosts killed them because they wanted to be with the women, and the ghost said, well, if they want to be with the women, yeah. this would be... Why don't we give them what they want? Uh, you know what? The ghosts need to mind their own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking yenta, necro yentas. <laughs> so now what's going to happen, though? Is there going to be a ghost fever, too, where now the sheriff has to come and kick any everyone out, out, out of the house? And he falls in love with their daughter. I see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the reboot. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be available. They should do a reboot of this. This is there's got to be another haunted house movie coming out. Now, how long was this? This is how much. I just want to know how much of my time did I just waste today? Uh, it's this? a quick. It's a quick <laughs> streaming video. You wouldn't waste your time. No, watching the video, waiting to record, recording. Can I get that back? <laughs> no, that's I can't get that back. Uh, that question is a no. <laughs> the answer to that. Uh, really quick, I know we want to wrap up, get out, but 
I might put this in this episode or it might be a separate episode. Joey, uh, a big fan of podcasts. Yes. So are Mike and I. And a lot of these, uh, whenever you read about the hottest podcasts, they put on all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. So I think I would love for you to tell podcasts you listen to that you might not think people listen to that you enjoy. Um, I enjoy the KCRW uh, with Elvis Mitchell. I like the that. Treatment. Yeah. treatment. The treatment's good. I love the film vault, man. Those guys are so funny. Anderson and Brian Bishop. Um, hilarious. Um, what else do I watch? Sometimes I might go to current current TV. They you have put, all the hippy dippy shit too. Oh, like uh, Democracy Now. Democracy and now. yeah, best of the left. Best of the left podcast, uh, which pisses me off sometimes because they they never put Democracy Now on. Uh, Rachel Maddow. I mean, I'm out in New York, so. For me, it's perfect when I'm on the subway. I just I'll put a little video on if it's too crowded, and I and I, I don't want to look at the person's eyes right in front of me for uh, the whole entire trip. <laughs> no, we hear you. We hear you. You know, so I just look down at Rachel Maddow. Um, uh, what else? Um, I have a great bowling podcast. I just like to listen to the sound of the pins being knocked down. It's <laughs> incredible. It? You listen. You listen to it. <laughs> Screenwriting podcast. Yes, I listen to uh, Pilar Pilar Alexandra on the page. I like her really good sp- screenwriting podcast. And um, IFC was doing one, and I think they stopped. And um, Film Forum does one. Film Forum does one. Kind of boring. Kind of boring. Yeah, and like- Jeff Goldstein from Screenwriter Magazine. And but God, he just needs to stop talking about himself. The whole about him. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Then um, what else? Mike, anything? Well, I was gonna say, movie-wise, I have to say, film week on Air Talk. Uh, when I would come and visit you in L.A., I would listen to it, but and I would never have a chance to listen to it here in San Francisco. And now it's great. It's just the one hour of their uh, their reviews, and those guys uh, are pretty good. Uh, but I, I like to listen to the Sunday news shows on the network. So I'm talking Meet the Press, and they have audio podcasts of those shows. So mm-hmm. I'm talking about Fox News Sunday, Meet the Press, Face the Nation, uh, and this week with Christine Amapur. And I guess uh, you can go try to get CNN uh, reliable sources, but by Sunday afternoon, you will probably have all of them audio. And again, like when you're on the subway, you can listen. These shows are really terrible to watch on TV because it really doesn't take that much attention to watch Talking Heads. And it's perfect on the audio form uh, going by. So, you so know, how do you listen to it in San Francisco? Are you usually on the bus? Uh, yeah, on the bus. Or, you know, if I'm playing a video game, I turn the sound off and I'll play uh, okay. on a podcast. Or if I'm doing, uh, if I'm cooking or if I'm doing dishes, I will put on uh, a podcast. And they kind of pile up. A lot of podcasts, like the usual suspects, you know, I either have a chance to listen to them or I don't have a chance to listen mm. to them. And they, they go by. But it's nice just to have that, you know. Also, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO, they put on podcasts for free yeah. that Tuesday. And I guess, so, So Mike, when you're playing your Wii, or, yeah. right, so you listen to podcasts, and Adam, when you're playing Odyssey, you'll, uh, <laughs> Odyssey you'll put yours. And that's not a joke. He does actually have Odyssey, too. Do you, you have one? I yeah, do, and I didn't tell my brother because it was going to be a surprise. No, no, what? I read it on your blog. Right? Oh, I did put you it on my blog. blog <laughs> yeah, I bought an Odyssey right. too. I thought it was like, I spent a you couple hundred it. bucks on it. I was so happy. I've been looking for it for years. It got shipped to me. I plugged it in my my big ass TV, and I played it 
for about five, six seconds and was completely bored. Casey you came over to my house and yes. be honest. I played you, every game for about 10 seconds. You were done in literally five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Every game I had, I have about 20 <laughs> games. Now, what about the inlays, right? The, uh, I don't have the inlays. Yeah. You put, they have a keyboard. It's like a, right. um, an Atari, a knockoff of Atari that uh, poor people had, basically. Yes. But we didn't have it because we were that poor. Or, no, we or, didn't have anything connected to any television. No, except for our eyes. We couldn't get off that thing. <laughs> um, but it had a keyboard on it, and you could put something on top of the keyboard, and you can type on it and play games. You know, I just want to mention a pod, another podcast. Yeah, uh, better not be usual suspect with three. Oh, you know, you're right. But the, uh, no, I was gonna say that I do like David Feldman podcasts, uh, especially when they do sketches. And a lot of the sketches they do have uh, Eddie Pepitone and Jim Earl, who I know from San Francisco. Okay. And they're co-written by uh, Steve Rosenfield. Get up. And those two guys are, uh, I gotta go. Use those you gotta suspects. go. Yeah. Can I mention Fresh Air? What did I just say? Oh, Get sorry. out. Yeah. Hey, All right, well, well, this BBC is just... World. Is, can I mention <laughs> BBC World? <laughs> Cut off his microphone. Uh, wait, I do have one more. Um, you know, Piers, uh, Piers Morgan does a show on uh, podcast. So you can be there to interview if you like. Uh, let's wrap while Joey's um, looking forward. Go to iTunes. Um, Freakonomics. Freakonomics, you listen to. Go to iTunes, uh, rate on, go to one of their pages and no, fuck them, they don't need that one. The Young Turks. And the Young Turks. So uh, if you get a chance, go to iTunes, give us a rating. Uh, Proudly Resents. Proudly Resents, and go to ProudlyResents.com. And thank you very much for uh, everything else. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Uh. Greedo shot first. I'm trying to steal other people's um, outros. And uh, Anchor Rock Beer is mighty delicious, I might add. We are recording at the Dark Room. Jim, thank you so much. Uh, Go to darkroomsf.com to find out what plays are here and go to the Bad Movie Night every Sunday night, 8 o'clock, 5 bucks, to watch Jim play uh, the banjo and then see a free movie. And if you want to play Odyssey, Adam, which address? Come on. (laughs) I mean, it it won't take much time. You'll be bored immediately and then you can go back to whatever you need to do. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. Nice. Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.